Right now, we are speaking to the man who got swallowed by a whale. He is resident of Langaban. Good morning, Reiner. Beautiful. Good morning, Darren. How are you doing? Good morning, Reiner Schimpf. How do you pronounce your surname, Reiner? Schimpf. Schimpf. It's a German German name. Schimpf. Gotcha. All right. This is one hell of a story. You got swept up into the mouth of a bride's whale off the coast of Port Elizabeth. Yeah, that's been a couple of years ago, and I'm quite uh, amazed that this story surfaces again after so many years because it happened in 2019. Yeah, well, well, that's right. I mean, I came across the story yesterday, and it's doing the rounds uh, in America, and I don't ever recall the story doing the rounds in South Africa. Well, it, it had actually been out and about uh, quite intensively, um, I mean, we're rolling up the story now backwards, but um, after it happened, <clears throat> um, we obviously knew that uh, this story had to be told because it is um, different and unique. Yes. Um, and uh, I actually phoned around for about, yeah, a couple of days all over the world uh, because part of our business is... Um, film production and uh, news editing and uh, documentaries uh, which we conduct on our on our businesses out at sea on our marine tours and marine productions and uh, so I was well connected but it was almost yeah unimaginable for anyone what had happened um, so it was seriously difficult to find an agent who wanted to bring the story out we wanted to shop it However, around mm. it, yeah, at, at the end of the day, we, we found an agency, and uh, the outcome was that the first 24 hours, the story was on Sky News Worldwide Yeah, every hour. Gosh. You must have missed it, because after that, I had about, honestly, I had to employ someone to pick up the phone, because right. we were still busy with the phone crew we had, mm. and the phone wouldn't stop, so in, in a period of 10 days i gave about 250 interviews live interviews <laughs> in front of a camera Gosh. so it was unbelievable now Reiner, so you missed something which was out really intense i don't know where i was but but reiner so so you're off the coast of port elizabeth and uh, you are filming the sardine run under the water and uh, then what happens now were you aware now now i'm from durban so i know that with the sardine run they always say the sharks are behind the sardines. Um, but now, in your instance, were you expecting whales to be behind the sardines, chasing them? Well, in, in principle, there is always whales around. Yeah. But uh, at that particular case, um, we it was unfortunately also for that film crew, it was the first day out. It was actually a photo crew, not a film crew, but it doesn't matter. Point is, we went out, we, we found action. And uh, since uh, not only I'm skippering, I'm also basically established whether the conditions are right to go in or not. So I took two of my safety snorkelers. I got overboard. My wife was skippering. And I swam towards that uh, little bait ball. It was about the size of a dinner table. And I looked down, and as you say, there were lots of sharks. There was a couple of penguins, as a matter of fact. And we were watching that for less than a minute. And then suddenly it got dark. <laughs> it got dark for you. It got dark. And mm-hmm. and at at the when you were 
in the the whale's mouth. Did you know that you were in the whale's mouth? Well, as as it happened, obviously, in a in a normal situation. I mean, you mentioned earlier that there is normally sharks and whatnot. So the sharks, uh, and sometimes the dolphins and whatever other predators are there, are normally circling the fish together to form so-called bait balls. Mm. And the bait ball is the desire of the photographic tours and the film crews, and in some cases also for tourists. And to watch a bait ball from a safe distance is no problem. I mean, this has been done, as you say, you're from Durban, since about the 90s. And Mm. there was never ever an incident like that before. And uh, we, we always put in the briefing the likelihood of something like that happening is just not existent because the whales are extremely sensitive creatures and they have much better senses in the water than we do and they know exactly where is what. Mm. Now in that particular case, the whale came not from underneath the bait ball but in a very weird angle from behind me. And until today, we haven't really figured out because we only got pictures from one side of the whale, not from the other, whether that whale, for instance, had a damaged eye on the other side or had some other handicap. So for whatever reason, it couldn't sense me nor the um, safety snorkelers in the water. And as it approached the bait ball from behind, I was between the bait ball and the whale and it came up to the surface, opened its jaws and I happened to be washed in. Gosh. And And then to to answer your actual question, what was my thought, I, I instantly knew that it can only be a whale because mm-hmm. had it been a big shark, I would have not been able to think anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the the head and the jaw of that brutal whale weighs about three tons. So, and and this this whale is the size of what, like a bus? Yeah, you can compare it with with a, a school bus. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's about fifteen to seventy tons and about twelve to seventeen meters in length, and they can speed up enormously uh, up to 20 knots in the water so we didn't know it's there as we knew it was there i was already inside and then my only thought was it cannot swallow me because the throat of a brutal whale in particular is only about the uh, um, size of the underarm Mm, mm. of a lower arm so uh, basically uh, had it tried to swallow me it would have damaged itself and Mm. obviously it doesn't want to do that so my only thought was when is it going to release me? Because where we had the incident, it was about 80 meters deep. And normally they go through the bait ball. And there was lots of fish with me in that in that situation in the mouth. Or it would dive down and then release me somewhere further down. So I held my breath. I was holding on to the camera, which I had as well. Obviously, I didn't take any pictures, but yeah, I was holding on to it. How big is and it in there? Because I'd imagine it's about the size of a, a two-bedroom apartment in Seapoint. <laughs> uh, no, nah, well, it's probably, I don't know, because the throat obviously opens and widens because that's um, kind of flexible and uh, allows the water and the fish to go in. And then it pushes the water through the baleen out again Um and keeps the fish in. So in in my case, obviously, it wouldn't push me out through the baleen. It just opens its jaws slightly. Is that the blowhole? The The baleen. That's the blowhole. No, the baleen is basically 
it's it's not a tooth whale. So instead of teeth, these whales have baleen, which are like a filter system. Right. Where the fish goes into the mouth and they open, and then they push the water through the baleen out, and the fish stay, stays inside the baleen. It's like a, let's call it a net. Inside oh, the yes, 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 yes. Like a sieve. Yeah, yeah. It's like a kelp forest. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a picture of it. I've seen it. I know it's, it's difficult to describe. So then, yeah. um, so, so now you, you're worried about this thing diving with you in its mouth. Mm. And then. So, so obviously, um, the whale also realized, oh, there's something in me which doesn't belong there. And, and the first thing a whale obviously thinks about in my opinion is that it doesn't want to hurt itself which it didn't so it spat me out mm. and i didn't have a blue bruise or anything and the whale got away with his fish and he was diving down and uh, not seen again so mm. then obviously back on the surface i checked for the other two um, security snorkelers and they were fine then we swam back to the boat checked the camera mm. and uh, try to establish whether anyone had taken a picture because there was people on the boat um, also documenting from the surface and they said yeah we got something but we can't really see it exactly on the on the boat because of the reflection of the sun so mm. 10 minutes later we were back in the water and continuing the shot there you go back at it again <laughs> for round two well, sure. the chances of happening it now again is remote. It's it's like impossible, and it didn't happen again ever since. Yeah, it's like uh, being struck by lightning twice. Mm. Sure. What yeah. is what, what? What a story! Wow. And it sounds like a story you're actually quite proud of. You know? Of course, <laughs> this is an experience this, that not many human beings can can this, share. This is the best <laughs> bra story <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if proud is the right word. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare doing it again ever, yeah. and and I don't hope that situation will occur again. Of course. But it's it's interesting and educating to talk about it, particularly the fact that one can now understand how sensitive those animals are. Mm. I mean, if you put yourself into a situation, let's say you go to a game reserve, and uh, you want to film or photograph a herd of elephants feeding, and you end up by mistake, in between the elephants and you do the wrong thing, you won't walk out of there like that. Mm. Mm, yeah. So, so you can imagine how careful these huge, giant marine creatures are, and they are definitely no harm to humans. And the fact that uh, neither the whale nor me got any bruises or any injuries is just amazing in a situation like that. Mm, mm. So this is why I like telling the story because it's a positive story telling the people how vulnerable those marine creatures are and it's part of my job to create environmental awareness and education and I mean it's it, we spend so much time out there in the ocean through, through my company and all over the world and we see so many amazing things and mm. unfortunately we are in a privileged situation to do so, but so many other people around the world, and particularly also in South Africa, are not able to do that. Firstly, time-wise, secondly, maybe weather-wise, and thirdly, obviously, because of the financial uh, issues to go out. It's quite mm -hmm. expensive to, to travel far out by boat. And you, 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 know, what, you know what, Rana, is, is that we are really perpetuating that stereotype in, you know, when when a lot of German people come to South Africa and they, they think there's, there's 
lions roaming around. Mm. Now in the past two weeks, there's literally tigers roaming around. There's another tiger yesterday. You come to South Africa, there's <laughs> literally tigers roaming around. You get swallowed by a whale. It's a fantastic wildlife resort, this. <laughs> <laughs> the tigers is uh, obviously a, a, a different angle, but yes, they're, they're here at the moment. Um, well, but at the end of the day, I mean, we, we also have a lot of challenges, like many other countries. Yeah, and I yeah. live in South Africa since '99, so uh, I, I, I know a lot of insides out. And uh, the point is that, for instance, you know that, that fracking, which was talked about for a while, and now we have the seismic testing, which was happening on the East Coast and is supposed to happen on the West Coast. It will harm those animals, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and as long as people are not aware of what's out there, they may think, okay, it's a good thing when they find oil and gas out there, which in principle it is, but under what cost and under what circumstances. That's the problem. Yeah, that's it. So it can't be at the expense of all our beautiful animals. Mm. Yes. Well, Rainer, thank you very much for your uh, incredible story. We've got a message here. What the heck? Then the story of Jonah in the Bible is the truth? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You must get that a lot. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let me me guess. All your mates call you Jonah now, don't they, Rainer? Uh, Well, I, I have a better one for you. Yeah. My son, who is now 23 years old, his name is Jonas. You're joking. <laughs> and that was purely just out of coincidence because this happened two years ago and uh, your son is 23. Correct. Sure. Some things are just kismet, eh? Sure. Rainer, thank you very much for your story, sir. Pleasure. Uh, have a great day and thanks so much for calling. Thank you. Of course. Uh, Rainer Schimpf, he was swallowed by a whale and then spat out. Wow, what a story.